Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our service this morning. Um, and we celebrate and commemorate uh, the ascension of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ back into up into heaven or to heaven, and uh, prepare for the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And as you may have gathered from the video, um, the initiative "Thy Kingdom Come." is being launched today in church, and Peter's going to talk about that later. Uh, we have a couple of notices. Uh, Cheryl. Good morning. Um, next week, as you will know, is um, a combined service with the Methodists, um, and I'm on coffee duty that day and I thought it would be nice as it's a special weekend of course with the, the Jubilee to have um, either homemade biscuits or special store-bought biscuits but I need your help please because I don't have time to make them all myself so if anybody feels able to either make a dozen biscuits or bring some nice ones or, or tray bakes, anything that's easy to pick up with your fingers, um, please uh, let me know either after the service or if you're listening at home, um, you can email me or, um, or phone me. Um, so if you're able to make a dozen biscuits, um, bring them to church for uh, next Sunday, that would be brilliant. Thank you very much. Peter, you've got a couple of notices. Good morning. Uh, as Cheryl just said, in fact, it's a very special week, isn't it? The Jubilee, lots of events going on around the country and lots of events going on in the village here. So be praying, be praying for all the things that are coming up. Um, the picnic that's on Friday in the field, on the field just up there, uh, is uh, 12 till 4 p.m. on Friday afternoon. Uh, there's a prayer tent that us and the Methodist Church, uh, we're going to be um, praying for people uh, there at that event if they want to be prayed for, obviously. Uh, so we'll have a sign saying prayer tent. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a very just low-level gentle invitation to people if they want to, to, you just to come and talk to us about their lives, whatever, and then you know we'll offer to pray for them. Um, so do do pray for that. Um, it's it's a, a, a lovely way we can join in as as churches across the village uh, to do that. So that's Friday, and then Sunday, yes, is a joint service. It's it's in fact a joint service with Methodists and Storehouse, and also we've got the uniformed organisations coming as well. Now the parade. Um, is starting off at the top of the village about 9 o'clock and then it wends its way down and ends up in the church car park about quarter to 10. So it, that's all the uniformed organisations, uh, uh, brownies, cubs, scouts, guides, etc., etc. So there may well be about 100 uh, young people and children involved in that parade. They don't know exactly because people drop out and all that sort of thing. But they, they think possibly up to about 100 children involved in that. So they'll be wending their way through down to to the church about quarter to ten. Now what I'm saying is if we need to be seated um, about quarter to ten really, so if you can get here a little bit early and be ready for, for the start, we're going to start the service about ten to ten in fact uh, with a little video and then the 
uh, the children of uniformed organizations will parade in with their flags and then they'll sit at the front here in church. So uh, we need to be ready about quarter to ten, ready for them to come in about five to ten. Okay, so if you can let people know who aren't here today, we'll email this out in the week and, and, and remind or let people know about that. Uh, if you remember, gift day was last week. Um, the total raised so far is nearly £6,000 uh, towards Children's and Families Outreach Ministry. So thank you very much indeed <coughs> to all of you for giving uh, to that fund. Uh, we really appreciate, appreciate that and we praise God as well. So. start our worship by singing together our first song which John's going to lead us in. It's a lovely hymn, Oh Worship the Lord in the Beauty of Holiness. Would you like to stand if you're able and we'll sing together.
the Lord be with you. We say together the prayer of preparation. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon me, pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's say the glory together. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks. We praise you for your glory, Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. John is going to bring Simon from Luke, and then Peter will come and preach.
taken from Luke chapter 24, uh, beginning at verse 44. And these are the concluding verses of Luke's gospel. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written, that Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they stayed continually at the temple. In God. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray together as Peter comes to the scriptures. So, Father, we thank you that we are free to come this morning and listen and hear your word. Thank you that we have heard your gospel read. And Lord, we pray that you will So as Ursula said at the start of the service, we are in, in thy kingdom come. It's a, it's a period of time which um, is a, it's a global prayer time, really. Um, Archbishop Justin began it about five years ago as a, an initiative to encourage more prayer uh, and, and encouraging people to pray. And uh, <coughs> so there's basically it's, it's a period of time between Ascension Day, which was Thursday just gone, and then Pentecost Sunday, which is next Sunday. So it's a 10-day period of time and, uh, and and each year there are various resources that are produced to, to encourage prayer and kind of you know uh, help us to pray so there's two booklets that, that you can use to do that uh, so this the prayer journal which I was talking about a little bit last last week which um, has a, a theme of the Holy Spirit for each day of the week and uh, has a little bit of a way of entering into prayer and then hearing what God is saying and then responding to that uh, based on an image of the Spirit and then this one is, oh, thank you, James. Uh, this is a novena, uh, which is uh, more of a, a reflection on, <coughs> some reflections on the book of 1 Peter, <coughs> or the letter of 1 Peter from the New Testament. So there's, uh, each day has a reflection you can use. So take them away, use them. You don't have to use them uh, just for this period of time. You can use them whenever you like, really. So that's fine. But they're used uh, for you to use what is it all about? Well, the, the prayer journal, the introduction to the prayer journal, journal says this. <clears throat> Beginning on Ascension Day, that's Thursday just gone, 
until Pentecost Sunday, next Sunday, Christians around the globe from all denominations are invited to hold as a focus for their prayers a desire for a, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on them, their friends and the church. The Holy Spirit is God's promised presence with us, enabling us to be witnesses ourselves of the Heavenly Father's revolutionary love for us in Christ firsthand, and then be witnesses to Jesus to the world. The prayer is simply, come Holy Spirit. So that's how uh, the prayer journal describes what this is all about. It's all about that simple and yet profound prayer, come Holy Spirit. And here we are, we're on the, the verge of this week of celebrations, the week of remembering and celebrating the Queen's 70 years on the throne. As I said on Friday, we're going to be there on the field, we're going to be offering to, to listen and, and pray for all sorts of people. We, we hope they will just come up to us and, you know, want to share a little bit about their lives and we can and share Jesus with them. And then we've got the, the service next Sunday, Pentecost Sunday. What an amazing Sunday. Pentecost Sunday, the Sunday also we particularly have to give thanks for uh, the, the reign of, of, of our Queen. And yet we still need to wait and be expectant and pray that prayer of old and, and, uh, and yet so new as well. Come Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit to lead us and inspire us and guide us and fill us with the Spirit of Jesus, we may as well pack up and go home. And so what we need to do is to do what the first disciples did in our reading in Luke 24, which is to wait, to stay. It's there in verse 49 if you've got the, the reading open. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed, clothed with power from on high. So what I want you to go away with in your heart and in your mind, in your spirit today, is simply this. Wait for the Lord. But hold on. I thought we were kind of what I call a, a, a group, if you like, evangelical Christians. I thought we were evangelicals. What about, what is this about waiting? Waiting for the Lord. Isn't that a bit inactive, a bit dull, a bit ineffective. What about mission? What about evangelism? And that's a little bit of the trap that the disciples fall into as well at this point in their discipleship of Jesus. Jesus has to say to them, wait. Jesus gives his disciples very clear instructions as he himself ascends to the Father. Over that period of 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension, Jesus appears to them over a few occasions, or uh, repeatedly he comes to, to be with them over that period of 40 days. And one of those occasions, of course, is this one, where he ascends to the Father. He's taken up into heaven. And this verse I'll read again to you. I am going to send you what my Father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus is very clear, isn't he? Stay in the city. Wait for further instructions. Don't do anything. Sit tight. Hold on. 
until you have been clothed with power from the Father. But I also want you to notice something else that happens here at the end of Luke's Gospel, which explains why Jesus is very clear in his instruction to wait. And again, if you've got a Bible there in front of you, or um, uh, you can remember maybe the, the passage in verse 36 of that chapter, it, it says this, while they were still talking about this, so this is the, the road, road to Emmaus, basically, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. You see, the disciples have been discussing that, that they've, they've met Jesus on the road. These disciples have come back, these two disciples have come back with the, the report that they have met Jesus on the road to Emmaus. And the disciples are in a fluster, a bit of a kind of to-do. Jesus is alive. He's alive. Surely he can't be alive. They're saying to each other, surely he can't be alive. But then Jesus himself appears among, amongst them and says to them, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Sometimes rendered, do not be afraid, or be not afraid. It's a very common phrase in Luke's Gospel. In fact, it's a very frequent phrase in the Bible. Uh, Debbie pointed out to me the other day that that phrase, do not be afraid or fear not, is found 365 times in the Bible. One for every day of the year. Do not be afraid, God says to us. The angel Gabriel says it to Mary. When she hears those world-shattering, earth-shattering words that she is to bear God's son. Do not be afraid. It's what the shepherds hear when they hear the news of the Messiah's birth and the, the angel appears on the hillside and the, the angels say, do not be afraid. It's what Jesus says to Peter at the miraculous catch of fish. When Jesus calls the first disciples, do not be afraid. But, but most significantly, probably, of all the occasions when Jesus says those words are on the lake, the Sea of Galilee. The storm-tossed sea and the boat is being uh, turned and tossed up and down on the waves. And Jesus walks towards them and says, peace be with you. Do not be afraid in Matthew 14. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus said to them, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. But do you notice why he says it in Luke 24? It's because those same doubts, those same fears have arisen in their hearts and they're, they're wondering this, this news that Jesus is alive and they're debating, deba debating that news amongst themselves, wondering what this news means. And Jesus knows their trouble and he comes and he says, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Why do they doubt him? Why are they troubled? Why are they full of fear? because the focus, they put the focus back on themselves and the, the focus has, has been taken off Jesus. It happened on the lake and it's happened here. One minute they're full of faith, the next minute they're full of doubt. 
And the funny thing is that we are like, we're like that, aren't we? We are exactly the same as the disciples. One minute we're full of faith. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we'll do that. Yes, Lord, we'll go and serve you. Yes, Lord, I'll, I'll do this. Yes, Lord, I will share my faith with my neighbor. Yes, Lord. And then the next moment we're full of doubt. Lord, I can't do that. Lord, I'm not enough. Lord, I, I don't think I can do what you call me to do. We're full of that, aren't we? One minute we're full of this faith, and the next minute we're doubtful. And so Jesus appears amongst them. He is risen from the dead. He is alive forevermore. And he said, why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise in your mind? Why are you troubled? Because like those disciples on that storm-tossed lake. Those disciples, as they strain against the oars, and they're, they're pulling with all their might to get to those waves. Maybe they didn't think to call out to Jesus. And maybe when we're in that place of doubt, and we're in that place of strain, we're pulling on the oars, as it were, in our lives, and we forget, don't we, to call out to Jesus. Jesus, help me. Lord, be with me. Fill me with your spirit. And whenever we do that, he does, doesn't he? At, at that moment, we cry out to him. He comes to us and he fills us with his spirit. He helps us to walk his way. That's why he went to the cross. That's why he sacrificed his life for us. So that you and I can be reconciled to God. So that we can cry out to God. Be with me, help me. In all the situations we're in, in our lives, we can cry out to God, help me. And he comes and he fills us with his spirit. Jesus is clear, isn't he? Before we go out to minister to others, we need to receive his spirit. We need to refocus on him. He's very clear. We've got to focus on who he is. Jesus says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Now Luke, of course, is the author of Acts. And, and, the, and the two books, uh, you know, there's really, there's no uh, sort of merge, there's a, there's a sort of, it just goes into the next. So if you have the Bible there with you, look at Acts chapter 1. And Luke carries on his gospel into, into the Acts of the Apostles. And in Acts chapter 1, Jesus says something which is very similar to that verse in Acts 24. Acts 1 verse 4, he says, Luke writes, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father has promised, which you have heard me speaking about. Acts 1 verse 4. <laughs> Again, it's the same command, isn't it? Wait, stay, hold on. Look out for the Spirit. Watch for the Spirit. And so the disciples, you know, they, they need reminding like us. They need to be reminded again and again and again. They don't get it. And so that's why Jesus said, you've got to be filled with me to minister to those you're called to minister to. But the disciples don't get it. In Acts chapter 1, it's clear. And so they, there's a debate that happens again amongst the disciples. And it kind of is a bit... You know, goes a bit like this. What do you mean, Jesus? Just stay and wait. Come on, Lord. There's a whole world out there that needs saving. 
And we've got to get on with it. We've got to do the work. We've got to, we can't hang around. There's no time to lose. There's no time like the present. And so they ask this question. It's Acts chapter 1, verse 6. And they ask the most ridiculous question of Jesus. I'll tell you why it's ridiculous in a minute. But Acts verse, chapter 1, verse 6. They say, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now on the surface, that's a pretty reasonable question. Jesus is alive, so therefore, are you just not going to just tell them now who's Lord, King of Kings, sort them out, and restore the kingdom to Israel? Pick out the Romans. But that's not what Jesus means when he says they'll be clothed with power from on high. You see, their minds have immediately gone to armies, soldiers, etc., etc. Jesus is talking about the Spirit of God, the power of the Spirit of God. What Jesus is talking about is the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, that's what he's praying here. Jesus is talking about the real inauguration, the inbreaking of the kingdom of God into this world. And the kingdom of God is a spiritual realm. It is a real realm. It's a spiritual realm. You can't see it with your own eyes. You don't walk out of this building and say, oh, I can see the kingdom of God. It's a spiritual realm. And that's, that's why we need eyes that detect the kingdom of God. Eyes that notice where God is active and notice where God is calling us to minister. And yet, until this moment in Acts 1, until the embrace of the Spirit, Jesus tells his disciples to wait. Acts 1 verse 7. It is not for you to know the time or date the Father is set by his own authority. Jesus says to his disciples, he tells them. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Lord is saying to his disciples, he's saying to us, God knows what he's doing. Don't worry, God has it all in hand. He knows what he's doing. What it is, is our job is to notice what he's doing and then join in with it. The missio day, the mission of God, is noticing where God is at work, noticing where God is active, and joining in with where he is at work. But first you've got to wait and listen. And notice, to notice what God is doing. And the Bible is full of those reminders. Psalm 37 says, Be still before the Lord, and wait patiently for him. For those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Waiting and hoping go hand in hand in Scripture. Two sides of the same coin. Isaiah says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be Not only a, a waiting, hoping, closely linked, Scripture says this, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. Lamentations 3, verse 25. And so Jesus wants us to do something very simple. He wants us to wait on him. To be patient before him. To not be anxious. 
to get out there and get on with the mission. And, and yet when we do that, we can just, just be so anxious that we miss where those opportunities are that Jesus puts in our path. And that's a very subtle mistake we can make. And yet, Jesus is still calling us to be alert and awake. Remember the story uh, of, of the disciples in, in the Garden of Gethsemane. There, Jesus says, you know, watch and wait with me. Watch and pray. And there's three occasions in the Garden of Gethsemane that the disciples fall asleep and they're, they're so tired, they just can't do it. Jesus has said, watch and pray. And yet they can't do it. Jesus says, could you not keep watch with me for one hour? So why plan? Why take the time to wait? Why take the time to be patient and listen? What difference will it make if we just get on with it? Well, the answer lies in something I think comes from one of my favourite writers on spirituality, from Henry Nguyen. And I'll, I'll close with this quote. Henry Nguyen says this. It's how we live in the waiting that will determine the outcome of the waiting. If we want to be better disciples, if we long for more of the Holy Spirit, if we want God to transform us and those around us, then we need to use that time with a sense of expectancy that God will meet us in the waiting. So let's pray. Let's pray that God will meet us. And so come Holy Spirit. With hands outstretched before you, we pray come Holy Spirit. Not with an agenda. Not with our own list of list of what we expect you to do in our lives, but simply come Holy Spirit. And I'll close with this, these wonderful words. Come Holy Ghost, our souls inspire and lighten with celestial fire. Thou the anointing spirit art, who dost thy sevenfold gifts impart. Amen.
let's echo the words of the prayer we just heard from in our intercession. When I say, Lord, hear us, please respond, Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, hear us. In the power of the Spirit, let us pray to the Father, through Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. We pray for all who follow the way of Christ, and for the unity of all Christian people. Break down that which separates us from one another and from you, knowing your forgiveness, so that we may share your love with a needy world. Lord, hear us. Lord, We pray for those who hold positions of responsibility and power, both internationally and in our local communities. May your Holy Spirit guide them in their decision-making so that the path of truth and justice may be open for everyone. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We give you thanks and pray for all who support and care for us as we follow the way of Christ, for our families and friends, and for our fellow pilgrims along the way. Nourish us all with the words of life and the bread of heaven, that we may worship you joyfully, listen to you willingly, and serve you gladly. Lord, hear us. And we pray for those who through sickness, misfortune or abuse feel that their lives are without meaning or direction. Surround them with your love and give wisdom and patience to all who support and guide them. Lord, hear us. Lord, And finally, we thank you for the fullness of life you give us in Jesus Christ. And for all whose lives have been an example to us of your truth and love. May our communion with all the saints nourish and support us on this our earthly pilgrimage towards eternity. Lord, hear us. Lord. of all being and life, the one for whom we exist. We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son who took our human nature, died for us and rose again? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world? We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. 
with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, you made the world and love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Saviour. Your dying and rising has set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you with saints and angels, praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit, that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again he praised you, gave it to them, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross, bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours. O loving Father, forever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. 
extraordinary faith, receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. Most merciful Lord, your love compels us to come. Amen. Our hands were unclean, our hearts were unprepared. We were not fit even to eat the crumbs from under your table. But you, Lord, are the God of our salvation, and share your bread with sinners. So cleanse and feed us with the precious body and blood of your Son, that he may live in us, and we in him, and that we, with the whole company of Christ, may sit and eat in your kingdom. Amen. Please come forward as the stewards direct, and we'll um, return to our what's become our usual practice of taking the bread and wine back to our seats so that we can consume together. you would bless me and enlarge my borders that your hand would be with me
to fulfill your purposes, that through me your glory would shine, O Lord, O Lord. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come, may your will be done through me, O Lord, O Lord. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come, may your will be done through me, O Lord, O Lord. The body of Christ keep you in eternal life. Amen. And the blood of Christ keep you in eternal life.
Let's remember in prayer those who can't be with us this morning. And so, Father, we name before you those of our church community who can't be with us this morning because of frailty or illness or because they're in hospital or residential care. And heavenly Lord, we ask that your peace and your presence will be with them this day and this week. Amen. Let's say the prayer after communion together. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Would you like to stand? And John is going to lead us in our final hymn, um, which he tells me is a lovely tune. Angel voices ever singing.
glory, might, and merit, thine shall ever be. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, blessed Trinity, of the best that thou hast given, earth and heaven reign verse 3. May we, your people, give you our best. It's coming. And praise our servant for blessing. Christ, who has nourished us with himself, the living bread, make you one in praise and love, and raise you up on the last day with the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve.